KFI handle here on a uh, Saturday morning. We're on until 11 o'clock, 6 to 11 o'clock every single Saturday. Let's just get right to it. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hey, here's a case that um, I have uh, not seen before. Uh, There is uh, a man by the name of Eric Abramovitz, who is currently with the Nashville Symphony in Tennessee. He's a Canadian citizen. He's a clarinetist who in 2013 applied to study at here in L.A., the Coburn Conservatory of Music. And it's uh, one of uh, the most well-respected music academies out there. And he filed a lawsuit in Canada where he'd been studying the clarinet since he was seven and had won many awards. So he had hoped to study at the conservatory under uh, an internationally renowned clarinet Clarinet teacher by the name of Yehuda Gilad. I'm assuming he's Israeli. And Yehuda Gilad accepts uh, only two clarinet students per year. And that's after a live edition, the conservatory not only agreed to, or he agreed to have uh, him as a student, but the conservatory offered him a full scholarship to study with Gilad. So what happened? His acceptance email comes in. His girlfriend intercepts it and deletes it. Wow. Uh, He also, uh, she also uses email address to decline the scholarship. She made up a fake email address uh, using Gilad's name, the Israeli clarinetist, that said uh, that uh, he wasn't accepted at Coburn but he could attend the University of Southern California with a small scholarship. So he sued her. He sued her for fraud. And uh, the judge granted a default judgment. She didn't even show up. And the court said uh, and noted that he had lost a unique and prestigious prestigious educational opportunity that would have advanced his career. And the instructor, Gilad, Uh, stated in an affidavit that Abramovitz was the victim of an unthinkable immoral act that delayed his progress and achievement as an up-and-coming young musician. $200,000 a woman has been ordered to pay. Now, I'm hoping that the school uh, allows him to come in the next year under the scholarship, not only because he deserves it, uh, as uh, the school and uh, Yehuda Gilad said, but also because he was so screwed over and so disappointed. I hope he gets it next year. All right, let's take some phone calls. All right, Alan. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, I called in. I have an upscale condo in Anaheim, and I rented out to a tenant. I got an interesting letter from the board this week. They, uh, they believe my tenant is running an, uh, an illegal activity. They think she's an escort. As in a prostitute? Yes. And uh, your contention is there's something wrong with that? <laughs> well, my contention is I'm not sure uh, legat- legally what, what I can do. Um, the board's asking to come in next month to speak with them about you can, it. You can speak and, with uh, them and say that's not my... You... Myself with what, what, what do I do here? Well, I, actually, you, you don't evict her based on the fact that you think she's a hooker? Well, I'm not sure. I don't think I can, right? No, I don't think you can either. I think that's a wrongful eviction. 
Now yeah, you can evict her. Now, now you can evict. Board, hang on a minute. There's a couple of things that she's doing. She's wedging a door open down the staircase, to, you know, to, for men to come in and out. So that I'm sure from that stretch, from that, that point, uh, yeah, that I can I can stop her from doing you, that. You can do that. And I, don't, you I could, just don't know. You could probably evict her for that once you give her a warning. And as a matter of fact, if it's not rent control, you can probably throw her out for any reason, and uh, just say, "I'm just throwing you out just because I want to throw you out." You have the right to do that. But you don't want to do anything illegal. You don't want to do a discriminatory act. You cannot say, I'm throwing you out because you okay. are Hispanic okay. so, or so, black. So, so, unless, unless um, I mean, can I, should I have them call the police when somebody could. was in the sure. unit or, sure. or anything? Yeah, you can do that. I don't care. Uh, and it, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You can evict her anyway. Or how, uh, how much is she paying in rent? She pays me a little under 2000 a month. And, uh, well, you know what? If I were you... Uh, I'd cut a deal. <laughs> is she good? Is she good? Is she good looking? <laughs> She's a nice, young, attractive little girl. It's a little weird. She rents a two bedroom and pays me in cashier's checks, but I mean, she pays the rent, keeps it nice, keeps it nice. All right. Well, you know, if the board—it depends on how upset the board's going to get. But if you have a good tenant there, and uh, there really isn't a problem, I'm assuming other tenants are complaining to the board. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can just tell the board, I can't prove that. You know, that's a hell of an allegation to make. She can have just a lot of gentlemen callers. Why not? She's allowed to have right. gentlemen. Maybe she's a massage therapist. Maybe. I well, I probably can't do a business there either because that's a light, that's a business and you can't do business in a, in a residential. Oh, no, that's true. But maybe true. she just has some good friends who are male. <laughs> and uh, so I would tell that to the board. I'd go, hey, you know what? Until it's proved, I got to tell you, I, I'm not going to throw her out. That's not fair just because someone has male friends who are all right. 30 years older than she is and who they say they're <laughs> visiting their niece. Hey, there you go. You never know. You never know. Okay. But, yeah, I would be a little careful about that. Now, the good news is that he can toss her for any reason he wants unless it's a rent control situation. Ah, uh, how much fun is that? Mavis! Hello, is it Malvis or Mavis? Malvis. Malvis. What a name that is, Malvis. Yeah. What, yeah, did, I don't what, know what the hell? Yeah, no about. kidding. What <laughs> were, yeah, what planet are they on? All right, Malvis, what can yeah. I do for you? Or, 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 or how much did they have? Right? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> All right, what can I do? Okay, uh, so the situation is uh, my daughter uh, was born, um, and the mother of my, my daughter. She signed up for uh, welfare, and uh, so she was receiving uh, stamps and uh, cash aid and everything like that. So um, the question is, uh, fast forward, come to find out she's given them my information after signing an affidavit that I was not the father of the child um, when my daughter was born. And now the the Department of uh, Social Services, the Child Child Protective Part, uh, Department of Social Services. They're they're seeking uh, garnishment for my check. But, they're, they're, but hold on, there hasn't but there hasn't been a declaration that you're the father. At this point, the only proof that uh, or the only indication that you're the father is that you're not the father. Correct. All they have is an affidavit right. saying you're not the father and your name is not on the birth certificate. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, then that's it's correct. that's crazy. Then uh, then you simply right. say, hey. I'm not the father. Look at the birth certificate. You know what? Why don't you grab right. someone else on the street? And I assume you've done that, correct? 
I, I have not. This is this has all just happened within the all last right. month. And so did now they write you? All right. Got it. And they've written you a letter, or they have sued you? They actually sent me an invoice. All right. You, got it. You write. And how much do they want? Uh, well, twelve thousand dollars is the total. Um, that that is attributed to current child support and rearage. All right. Well, current child support, I don't know how they're going to get child support. That's uh, pursuant to a court order on the child support issue. But, no, they can actually go after that. That's true. Uh, You're there? Oh, uh, we lost him. He dropped out. But uh, the answer to that is a letter gets written back saying, I'm not the dad. I'm absolutely not the father. What are you doing? What kind of proof do you have? What, the birth certificate that says I'm someone else is the father? How about the letter, the affidavit under the penalty of perjury says, I'm not the father. And if it's Mr. Smith who is writing you, I would say, hey, I think you're the father. Why don't we try that one? Now, that's what I, now if they ask for and uh, the Department of Social Services uh, asks for a DNA test and actually go and sues and asks for the DNA test and the judge grants it, then that's a different issue. Good good luck, huh? This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk will handle on a Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Robert! Hello, Robert. Welcome. Yeah, Robert, you're up. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, no, it's... Yes, I, sir. Yes, go ahead. Is there a magical answer or a definitive trigger as to when a small business operating as a DBA should either go LLC or incorporate? No. Every person I talk to has got a different answer. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no magical time. Uh, it's, I'll tell you when the time is. At what point do you want to not have personal liability? And that that moment when you don't want to have personal liability, that's when you file for the LLC uh, or a corporation and you get out of a DBA. Now, part of the decision is you are going to have to pay at least $800 corporation tax or LLC tax in the state of California, and you have to file a separate tax return. Which is just paperwork and money. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's paperwork and money and Uh, What happens is in order for you to pay that, that's what you give up. But what you gain is a a protection from creditors and protection from liability because it's not you that gets sued. It turns out to be the company, the corporation. With the DBA, it's you. It's you. There's no difference between a DBA and you individually. It is you. One and the same. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there a magical trigger between LLC? No, no, no. No, you have to file for the corporation. That's all. You dissolve the DBA. Yeah, you dissolve the DBA, uh, and I don't know how one does that. And you simply file for uh, establish a corporation. You do it on the internet. Takes nothing. But that's the answer. Uh, I'm a big fan of corporations. Uh, I know it costs, and I know you have to do a tax return. But I, I think it's a small price to pay. For that kind of protection. Hello, Sandy. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my neighbor's tree is cracking my wall. Okay. And, and it's been going on for 10 years, and it's wider at the top. That's how you can tell that 
the roots are pushing it up, and now it's there's a planter in front of the wall, and there's a small wall in front of the planter. Now it's cracking the small wall, and they say it's not their tree. And it's so, on their. Wait a second. And it's on. And it's it on. Years, wait a second. I don't and know it, what to do about it. It is on their property. Yes, it's on their property. Well, how do you it's say, on the other side of my okay, wall. How do you say it's not your tree if it's on your property? They, they say it's not their tree that's causing my wall to crack. Ah, so you didn't say they that. They say the, it's, the okay. ground is, ah, okay. you know, I understand. Settling. Okay, now I get it. I just, I just misunderstood. Got it. So they're saying it's not their tree yeah, that's causing the damage. Yeah, and now it's headed towards the pool. Okay. It's, it's about three feet from the pool now well, since it's you, cracking the, the small wall. Right. You have to take care of it so you have someone come in and tell you how much it's going to cost to fix all of that. And to cut the roots, and you let them know you are destroying my property. And if you think that it's not your tree that's doing it, and you think it's the dirt settling, let them go to court and prove that it's the dirt. Because you're going to go to court and say, this is what it's going to cost to fix it. This is what it's going to cost to straighten all of this out. And it's your fault, and you get an expert to say that that is. The guy who's going to do the repair work. Uh, the guy who may or may not cut the roots of their tree that's that's going to destroy your swimming pool and your wall and have them come in with some kind of an expert and say, oh, no, it's the ground settling. But, you know, they're not going to spend that kind of money because to have that kind of an expert to make that point, that's not cheap because you can attack the hell out of that. And so uh, you're going to get into a neighbor's fight. But the bottom line is, uh, unless it is clearly uh, the ground settling, and it's kind of interesting that it's only, it only settles that one part and the ground is settling where it goes right into the swimming pool. And, exactly. when, and when someone opens it up and goes, there's the root, and you take pictures of the root coming out and saying, that's not the problem. It's not your root, even though there it is. I think they've got a ways to go. So, so I basically yeah. have to take them to court. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they're not going to okay. course. What else are they going to, who else is going to happen? What, who else is going to do it? What, they're going to volunteer all of a sudden? Eileen. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hi. My question is, it's regarding contract law. I have 24-hour care for my mother, and I was given notice last month, I was given two-day notice that it would increase. And I have not signed a new contract, and I have now received a bill for the past month and a half, and three weeks of it does reflect the new amount. Mm-hmm. Am I liable to stick with the new well, amount, even though I haven't signed the new well, contract? Hang on. What does the contract, the first one you sign, say? Is there a date certain in which it ends or they can raise the rent or raise the, no, uh, the care? No, it does not show anything on there about that. Okay, and when does it end? It's it's ongoing. There was nothing that said it ended. It so is it's not a, a contract? It's not a contract? Uh, yes, correct, on the contract. It's not a contract? If there's no end date, uh, it's, it goes in perpetuity, and what it is is simply an agreement that you will pay X dollars and simply explain what you're going to get for X dollars. And, yes, they can give you uh, two days' notice. They can give you one day's notice. Okay. Just because you haven't signed the new one doesn't matter that you signed the last one. They, okay. they're, what they're telling you is this is what it's going to cost now. Thank you. And you say, but I have a contract. Go, no, you don't. You have a piece of paper that explains what we're going to charge you and what we're going to do, and there isn't a word about an end date. There isn't a word about this contract is good for X number of years or months. So uh, you don't have a contract. 
so you're out of luck. So mom's going to die without care. This is Handle on the Law. Stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday, and welcome back to Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Julie. Hello, Julie. Welcome to Handel on the Law. Hey there, Bill. I have a situation. Me and a business partner owned a business in an S Corp for many years, and last year I was bought out, and I have a signed agreement that I am released of all current or future liability as it relates to this business. I recently learned that this business is now closed, and I also recently learned that um, my former business partner is now being sued by a former employee for non-payment of overtime going back three years. My question is, am I personally liable? Well, you may be. Uh, it's, it's, it was a DBA. Is, is it a corporation? Well, they're, yes, they're suing the corporation. Right. Okay. So, no, you, you wouldn't be personally liable. I think you're okay on that one. Just the corporation. Okay, because my, my former business partner said that they, the attorney claimed that that person was now personally going to be liable since the corporation is now closed. No, I don't think so, uh, especially if it happened during the course of the corporation. I don't believe that's the case, uh, but uh, you have to wait for the lawsuit to hit. Uh, and uh, how much money you're, is being asked for. I mean, they haven't hauled you in yet as an individual, correct? Correct. All right, then you wait for that, and then you deal with it. I, I've gone through that mess, too, with employees, and it, uh, labor law is very, very expensive uh, to deal with. And uh, the problem in California, it's a mess in California if you're an employer, if you're a business owner in California. They make it so difficult because the laws are so geared towards protecting the employee that uh, employers get virtually screwed every time. David. Hey, David. You're up. Welcome. Yes. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Bill, four years ago, I foolishly took some bad advice from a credit agency and stopped paying on my credit credit cards. I have I heard recently that I owe $15,000 from this credit card company, do I still have an obligation to pay? All right. First of all, you heard recently, uh, did you get a letter? Did you get a lawsuit? No, no letter. Just saying, uh, just trying to make a payment plan for me. Okay. Uh, I don't understand. Who was trying to make a, a payment plan for you? Was it a uh, collection agency? Yes, it's a collection agency. All right, they can argue all they want. Did they? Uh, you just ignore it. You say, "I'd like to see whatever uh, paperwork you have." Just send me a copy of the oh. paperwork, and they may or may not. I mean, a lot of times they go, "We don't have to send you a copy of the paperwork. Uh, we uh, we just can settle it right now." First of all, you do not spend any money. You don't send them a dime. That's important. Second of all, let. When they gave you the bad advice, whatever company gave you bad advice, how many years ago has it been? How many years has it been since you made the last payment on that credit card? 
Yes, very bad advice. Yeah, but how many years ago, when did you make the last payment? Four years, one month. Got it. They can't. You're fine. All they can do now is sue you, and the statute of limitations has run. And you can tell them that. Just say, you know something? It's been over four years since I made my last payment. You've got no place to go. The statute has run. Now, they're going to come up with some crapola. Oh, no, it hasn't. The law has just changed. Our records show that you made uh, the payments before that uh, or after that, and the contract's still good. You go, fine, send send me some paperwork. They're not going to. And they may end up suing you, and if they're suing you past the statute, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go even further than that. I'm going to have you, when they say, make me uh, make a payment, you memorialize it. You find out, who am, I, who am I speaking to? Give me an email address. Give me an address. And you write saying, this is memorializing what we're putting down, what we talked about. I asked when the last payment was made. You refused to tell me. My records show that it's over four years. You said it doesn't matter. I said, if you sue me, I'm going to go after you. You said whatever you said. Make sure it's in writing. And uh, let's see if they're going to sue you on this. Probably not. That's my guess. Especially if you act aggressively. What they do is they go after very vulnerable people. And will say things like, you know what, just make a $5 payment. You know, I just make a small payment just to show good faith. Second you make that payment, boom, you're back on the books. You have four more years in which they can sue you. And would they do that? Would they do that? No. Not credit card folks or not collection agencies. Hello, George. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had a question. Um, my daughter got caught at like an accessory um, some kids she was with got caught stealing a $21 earrings. So they want this lawyer office is, uh, that represents the store wants five wanted $500 as as uh, civil civil punishment, I guess. Yes. For her being an accessory. Yes. What I want to know is, um, well, I ignored it once. Now they want 750. I mean, if I keep ignoring it. Actually, I didn't ignore it. I go, like, I'm not going to pay $500. I mean, I'll give you 150 but they won't take that. Well, where did 150 come out of? Uh, where, well, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I just try to make something. Oh, okay, I see. Some you, kind you, of offer. Got it. You offered 150 and now they want $750. Now they want 750 because it already passed the 20 days. What my concern is, is it going to go up? Are Probably. They take me to court? Probably. Now let me, uh, when they say she was an, uh, she was an accessory... Will the gal who got popped say she had nothing to do with it? Well, she was with the kid that got caught. I, I don't know about what happened to the other kid, to be honest. Right. So if she was part of it and she admits, yeah, I was there and I saw it happen, whatever, yeah, they can pretty well nail you. Now, can they go to 750? I don't know. Is it the 20 days or 21 days? I don't know that either. But the first $500, they're absolutely entitled to get. And it, may, it used to be $275 or $375. Under the law, shopkeepers are allowed to collect that money as a civil settlement. And it, it, they're allowed to do that. Okay. So, uh, so, it's, uh, so you suggest I should just... No, I suggest, no, no, I suggest you look it up. 
Okay. I suggest you look up uh, exactly what they're allowed to charge, and I think it's called the Shopkeepers Civil uh, Law or C- Civil Collection. I have no idea. You can look it up. Just sort of okay. start throwing AdWords up there and, uh, oh. and see, because there is a statutory limit, and I don't think it's $750. And them saying if you don't pay within 20 days, we can up it. I don't believe that is uh, the case. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM640. We're stimulating talk to Handle here. Welcome back. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hey, Brad. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. I'm sorry? Go ahead. I was driving down the street on, well, it was a freeway. I look up and I see a billboard that I kind of recognize the picture. I, I got off the freeway and turned around and had to go through it again and see it for myself. And sure enough, it was me used for an advertisement for, for an airline for trips to Hawaii. And it was a picture of me with my surfboard in Hawaii, a picture that I didn't know existed. And who do you think took that picture? That's kind of wild. Who what? Where do you think they got that picture? Uh, from somebody in the in a bush or on the beach or something. I'm not looking at the camera. It's it's me and a buddy just walking down the beach. Okay. So uh, it's a, a company that does Hawaii trips. Yeah, yeah, it's an airline, a big big airline. I don't know if you want me to say it. Yeah, I don't care. Hawaii, it's uh, Hawaiian Airlines. I would have guessed it's Hawaiian Airlines going to Hawaii <laughs> as opposed to Turkish Airlines, for example, or airlines that come out of uh, Kazakhstan. All right. So with that being said, uh, you can, and this is not, it's this is all not that easy to do. Uh, you can go to a copyright trademark attorney because they clearly violated uh, basic copyright law and using your likeness without your permission for commercial purposes. And uh, they're going to start finding out. I mean, the good news, you have deep pockets there. And uh, they, they have to figure out where they got that photo. And probably is some advertising agency that got the photo or picked it up somewhere and uh, yeah. did, did not pay. So you have to do a little bit of research. And then the issue becomes, how much money are you going to get? And how much money do they make off of you? So the bottom line is, that's a mess in terms of uh, the... Uh, God, that noise in the background is killing me. But in terms of uh, how much money it's worth, who knows? But, uh, you know, you got a major airline there. You have a major billboard company. Uh, there's probably a major advertising agency because, you know, a company like Hawaiian Airlines is certainly not going to hire schlock. So, uh, yeah, there, there's probably something there. And so uh, you go to an attorney that knows uh, what the hell is uh, what's going on there. All right, Don. There you are, Don. What's going on? Hi, I am in the business of uh, buying and selling used office equipment, and I uh, put in a bid, a proposal to purchase used office furniture company from a corporation. Uh, The bid was accepted and signed and sent back to me, and when I went to go pick it up, I discovered that they had resold that furniture to a different company because somebody came in and offered them more money. After you had a signed Um, contract. And so I was, do I have a case against them as far as damages? Because yeah. I had resold that furniture 
Oh, you, you know, are, to an end user. You had already resold and, uh, that furniture. How much money were you going to make on on that sale? I was going to make thirty five hundred dollars. That's on your. That. That's there's your. Uh, there are your damages. You, sh- okay. you show the court. And, uh, that you show the, the. Here's the contract. Here's my sales order. Here's the difference in uh, the price. Uh, here it is. Uh, five thousand. Let's say ten thousand dollars. I'm paying thirteen thousand five hundred dollars on selling. Those are the damages. You take a small claims court. There. Uh, other than the, if there's anything else going on, I'd like to know, but I can't see it. Yeah. The uh, uh, in my. Uh proposal i did put down that it was for the purpose of resale and i you know doesn't even uh, matter what the purpose are if you can buy it you buy it if they said they're going to sell it to you and you have a signed contract and they don't sell it to you you have a breach doesn't matter what reason you can burn it up you can keep it for yourself you can give it away you can give it to charity that doesn't matter so yes uh it's a small claims uh, suit and you have a solid there all right penny Bill. Yes, ma'am. I have a boyfriend. He did something really stupid years and years ago. He needed surgery, so he used his buddy's insurance because he didn't have his own. And it was for a very unusual surgery. He felt like he had to do it. He couldn't wait anymore, so they just did it. Oh, I have to. Wait, 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 wait. What is the unusual surgery? You start with that one. Where do you think I'm going to go? What kind of surgery that was so unusual? He had three nipples. He had three nipples. So uh, did he, so I don't understand. Did he have a nipple added uh, to his body? Did I make him? That would have been a good, that would have been a good one. No, he had, he had three nipples. One, one nipple had a brother nipple about two inches down and it grew a mustache and it had black hairs growing out the bottom. So uh, he, do you have pictures? Uh, it, no, no. Do you have? Uh, he do you, was no longer interested in keeping it. So yeah, it I understand that. But did he have pictures? I, I, I would, do have a photo. You have to send it to me. Well, I, I, I might do that. No, no. You have to send it to me. Uh, absolutely, you have to absolutely send this to me. Well, I, okay. I will. I will promise you because I met you years ago and you were so nice to me. Yes, I was. So uh, therefore, you uh, absolutely send it to me. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, let's move on. Go ahead. So he had the insurance. Oh. So he had the insurance. Okay. He used his friend's insurance fraudulently to have said nipple removed. Yes, and now the friend has gotten back together with my my boyfriend, and the the comment came up. Remember what we did years ago? How many years so, ago? How many years ago? It's been thirty five years. Oh, that doesn't. You know, we're done. They're, well, they're, he wants to. There's no, there's no, no way. That, no way. No way. Not after 35 years. Absolutely no way. Okay. Yeah. What if he, my, boy, my boyfriend feels real guilty and wants to know if he can make amends to the insurance company? He's an idiot. <laughs> it was so well, long ago. It was so long ago. The insurance company probably has no record of it to begin with. And he's going to have to go and say, this is what happened. They have to go back and find out what it cost. Records that are 35 years old? Uh, I don't think so. Tell him. Can I tell, you one, can I tell you one thing, Bill? Yes. I kind of missed that third nipple. I'll bet you do. Wow, I need a picture. There's a pervert for you. A nipple with a mustache. Not just a nipple. A nipple with a mustache. 
Hmm. I could make all kinds of, at this point, Armenian jokes. I can make Greek jokes. I could make, no, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. This is Handle on the Law. 